Welcome to Scrappy ABM, your source for groundbreaking approaches that don't break the bank. ABM shouldn't cost 200K in tech to even get started. So if you want to get started with ABM or make your program even better without investing a massive amount of money, you're in the right place. Each week, we'll hear from the brightest minds in the marketing world who are redefining ABM, achieving incredible results with untraditional methods, limited resources, and a whole lot of creativity. This isn't a show about how much money you can spend on fancy tech or overhyped tools. Instead, it's about celebrating creative problem solving and the scrappiness it takes to get ABM right. We'll dive into how these marketing leaders built robust ABM strategies with limited resources, revealing the actionable insights that led to their biggest wins. So if you're a marketer ready to challenge the status quo and build a scalable, efficient, effective marketing strategy, Scrappy ABM is the show for you. So if you're ready to discover ABM strategies that are lean, impactful, and utterly transformative, let's dive into this episode. Hello, and welcome to Scrappy ABM Live. This is your podcast for practical account-based marketing playbooks. Today, I am joined by an incredible guest named TC Jennings. He is the founder and principal of TC Jennings Consulting. Quick, fun story that I shared yesterday on LinkedIn when promoting this episode uh, is TC is actually the first person to mention the concept of account-based marketing to me and help me learn kind of version one of ABM. What has it been like four or five years at this point? So was, really yeah. we owe a lot of my, of everything <laughs> that I've built thus far to just some of the education and the, for lack of a word, like coaching that you did when we hired your, your former agency. So TC, thank you for joining me today. Always a pleasure to catch up. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, it seems like yesterday we had that conversation, how the student has become the master, right? Young grasshopper and all that stuff. Like you've far outstripped me since then, but yeah, man, happy to be on. Well, I I may know a couple of things about account-based marketing, but in the grand scheme, you are still by far the expert on paid media. And what I'm excited to dig into today is how you can run some account-based advertising through just the native account or native paid media platforms without having to buy it an ABM platform. So really, as we kind of dig into this today, can you kind of give the high level of what we're going to be digging into? Yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of clients in the B2B space, mainly that are either implementing or trying to get better at ABM. And usually one of the first conversations we have is about their tech stack. And as these tech stacks are, and as a paid media person, I'm usually competing with that tech stack budget for my media dollars. And so over the past year in particular, as LinkedIn's ad tech product has gotten better, I've been able to, to say, look, especially for the clients that I work with, most of the clients that I work with are small, medium size businesses, enterprise level companies are a bit of a different discussion, but for anybody under 250 million in revenue, the idea of a six figure tech stack for ABM just puts a lot of pressure on your program that you would rather not have. And you, in, in my you know, position is instead of putting that money in the tech stack, put it behind your, your creative and get more impressions and more reach in your, in your media. Yeah, I, I would actually even say on some of these enterprise accounts, I've, I've had some some conversations with some really large accounts. And even for them, though they want to run ABM, they've got the budget for the tech stack. It's just the tech stack integration and the IT involvement to get all of it set up for all these different like security policies. Yeah. Even the ABM platform takes like a year to get set up. 
Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you start talking about enterprise. Yeah. The legal ease is, it is going to take, it's going to take a year to get through legal. And then it's also going to be an organizational endeavor. Like you're probably grabbing bits and pieces of the skill sets needed to run ABM. Like most people don't just have an ABM department, manager, director, right? They're grabbing people from product. They're grabbing people from marketing. You need some engineers to get this set up. Then you got the reporting aspect, which enterprise probably has some sort of custom reporting out of Tableau or enterprise grade reporting and getting that ABM reporting is just, so yeah, the mechanisms of installing it in an ABM program in an enterprise company is extremely tedious. So in a go-to-market situation where you're trying to either open up a new geographical location, you're trying to market a new product, you're trying to you know, do any sort of thing that requires some, some agility, then yeah, this could also benefit an enterprise company. And it gives you data to where you can better judge the tech stack that you need. Like, do I really need a six-figure intent information-based audience list builder? Or do I need an ad platform? Is it, do I need a multi-pronged ad platform to run this or should I? So you do get the data that'll help you build those mechanisms in your organization and decide what tech stack you need. So when you do sign those contracts, you're going to get the most out of them. You're not just, they're not going to cause more problems. They're supposed to help. Yeah. yeah. So really what I'm hearing from you is by starting without the, the massive ABM platform, you're building the program, you're building the strategy, you're solving for today. But then when you implement these platforms, it will make it easier to track. It will make it easier to scale, but it's solving the scalability issues and the, some of the potential reporting challenges versus saying, let's buy this platform and run ads. Exactly. Exactly. Like running, especially in an ABM scenario, a lot of the technologies built for ABM are one component of that technology is for the actual paid media, right? There's a lot of other components of that technology that's for the list building or for the creative or for the reporting. They're usually like all encompassing um, stuff. And honestly, the paid media tech is not that great in a lot of cases. I'm not going to bash anybody's like ABM paid media software on your, on your show because I use it. But like Google ads, LinkedIn ads, these are going to be much better ad technology platforms than you can find anywhere else. So from a paid media perspective, if you if you gave me the option of running paid media directly in the platform or using an ABM platform with DSPs and a bunch of other different channels, I'm going to say give me the platform and save the media execution. Like you, I probably wouldn't add that onto my subscription in the in the ABM style unless you just absolutely had to have it or you had a master practitioner at that you know, so particular software you're looking at. Absolutely. So now that we've really set the stage as we start to think through building this playbook of how do you do account-based advertising without the ABM platform, this largely sounds like more of a pipeline generation and maybe some acceleration from a playbook perspective of where is this going to be focused in the funnel? What are the pieces of technology that you would recommend using to build this playbook? Yeah, there's LinkedIn is you, you got to have it, especially in a B2B scenario. You need an ad platform. Google ads can work for some other businesses, but but LinkedIn is really the one you want to start with. And then you need, a, you need a list, right? Like where's your list coming from? 
it can come from LinkedIn. You can make connections. You can get on LinkedIn and type in any of the 75 million people that are on it, any of the however many companies. So you can build your list on LinkedIn. You can get Sales Navigator, right? Now that's that's paid, but it's not anywhere near as expensive as Zoom Info or Terminus or whatever, right? So LinkedIn is probably the first place you want to start. You need a list. Your CRM, great place. Your old school word, Rolodex, your cell phone, your LinkedIn messages, your Gmail inbox. All these places are places where contacts live and you can find the companies. But you need a list. Then you need an ad platform, LinkedIn. And then you need some measurement capabilities, which is really you know more of the technical side. I would say Google Analytics is a good one. You can do your reporting with just LinkedIn alone and you would be fine. But to really get better at media optimization, you're going to need some sort of analytics software that tells what's happening on your website. LinkedIn loses people once they leave the LinkedIn platform. So you need some website analytics. Google Analytics is free. GA4 is a little tough uh, to set up these days, but still free. If you have a HubSpot subscription, you get some website analytics going there for, for not that much. There's a variety of low cost analytics solutions that you can use that really help you measure things like time on page, page path, like what landing page did they land on? what they do? How long were they there? Which is all the things you're going to see in a, an expensive ABM platform. They're going to tell you the, the name of the person or the company, what page they were on, how long they were there, what area of the world they were in. Um, so you're what I'm talking about is building all those things. You're just, instead of paying big money for the software to do it for you, you're going to do it manually. So you got to piece those together manually. So it's a, it's a long way of saying you need a list, you need LinkedIn, you need a web analytics platform. Yeah, and I, I would even add in potentially there's some great free tools uh, just in that name a couple like warmly that help you de-anonymize your website traffic at an account level it's like that's literally just one snippet of code on your landing pages and you can see these are the exact accounts that i advertise to they hit the page i'm not super super technical when it comes to paid media tracking but like even i can do the warmly snippet of code in the header for a HubSpot landing page. So that's helpful for making sure you're getting the right accounts to the, to the website. For sure. For sure. It like, yeah, there's Wormly is a good example. And there are, there's a tons. lot of, there's, there's tons of analytics solutions that, that are low cost, 50, hundred bucks a month, something like that. The one caveat I'll throw out to all this is iOS and then Google's planned deprecation of the cookie this summer. I'm not going to derail this show to talk about that, but that little snippet of code, that pixel that we're using to track a lot of this stuff will, could potentially go away. But if that happens, you can still piece together an ABM solution without using pixels, mainly through using LinkedIn demographic data and geolocational data on the back end of the website. Yeah, what, what I'm really hearing is you may not get the exact, this is the contact that came to your website. That is what a lot of these very, very large tech stacks can provide. But if you're trying to get started, it's who did I target? What was the source of traffic that they came through? And from there, where are they in the world? 
and some common sense will say we're going after the right people because these are people we targeted on LinkedIn. These are people that are showing up on our website. It may not be one-to-one tracking, but it's it's getting us to actually know, are we getting the right people actually come to the site? I mean, yeah, but I'll, I'll say this. If you really want one-to-one tracking and you got the the time and the courage to build it out properly in LinkedIn, you can get one-to-one too. You're just going to have a lot of campaigns built out because you're not. But if you're, especially if you're targeting enterprise companies, like if I'm a $50 million uh, Series B software company that's trying to get into Fortune 500 companies, then I can have uh, 500 campaigns, one for each company. And then I can monitor the job titles of the people that click on the ads. Certainly, if you get a, a lead download or request a demo or request a consultation, like that's one to one. But seeing the impressions of website clicks, you could break that out by company and then look at the job title demographics. You're getting pretty close to one to one right there. It's just going to take a, it's going to, it's going to be a lot to, it's going to be a lot to manage. That's going to be a lot to manage, but it just goes to show that you, the main value proposition of, ABM software is saving you time and helping you scale, but they're not reinventing. There's no new technology in those platforms that isn't available to you for free or for, you know, lower cost. You're just going to have to piece it together and do more manual work. And then as you, if you try to scale this sort of operation, and, and when I say scale, I mean, putting millions of dollars of media spend behind it. You're going to have start having, you're going to start running into diminishing return curves for the efficiency of your operation. Like you're just going to need so many people that you might as well just buy the, the software, which is why this software exists because it has a valuable function in the marketplace, but it doesn't have anything that's not readily available to you. It just has ease, saves you time and helps you scale. Yeah, I love it. As we start to think through some of the content that you would then advertise to try to drive traffic, like, do you have any recommendations around content that are used for these kinds of playbooks? Yeah, I would say you, you need to do an audit on the content available to you, for one. So if you have a graphic designer, but you don't have a content writer, that means you're probably doing static images. You need to look at the properties from which you can advertise from, which is a fancy way of saying, look at your company page and look at your employee profiles. If you're, if your CEO's got 30,000 followers and is very active on LinkedIn, like some people I know, then you can use their profile and run ads because they already got 30,000 impressions right there. And you can do the same targeting out of a personal profile or a company profile now, but thank you, LinkedIn. On the flip side, if the CEO is more of an operational person, they're in the back end, they're not on social media, but the company page is really built out and has a lot of followers they've been posting on there, then you probably want to run from the company page. So whichever one has more engagement and you put more effort into, usually it's one or the other. Start there. Some ad formats that I would recommend. LinkedIn's just like any other. It's a social platform, right? You got people on there doing a variety of things, most likely not looking for your offer, right? They're looking for ways to either they're bored or they're you know looking for a job or they're trying to find information that's going to help them 
find a job or, or make more money. So you're, you're trying to stop the scroll, carousel ads, the new document ads, uh, put an asterisk by that in your show notes or something. Like if y'all aren't trying document ads, those things went live last month or something like that. They're great. They're great. They're like a carousel and a lead gen form mixed together, high engagement, and you can do some fancy things with them that kind of elicit some FOMO stuff. Just DM me if you want to know more about that. But yeah, look at what you got to work with and start there. I would say that ultimately LinkedIn, like any other advertising platform, is going to require content and LinkedIn more so. You won't need as much content for Google, but for LinkedIn, you're going to need long form, short form static, video if you got it, all this stuff. All these things will... You can't just run the same ad over and over and refresh your list and expect things to get better, right? Especially for a lot of the folks that are doing ABM, the whole idea of ABM is to speak directly to an account. If I said the same thing over and over to you, like you're gonna get you're gonna get tired of me, right? You're gonna, it's not gonna work. So creative excellence is the greatest lever of performance in any advertising channel today. And that is, you know, that holds true in ABM and in, and in LinkedIn. Yeah. Some things I want to just reiterate, lots of different ad creatives, both static, both content, both video. And uh, if you're not currently trying document ads, seems like those are doing incredibly well and standing out because especially if they were only released last month, I can guarantee that a lot of companies are not using them. So it's just a different ad format that's not being very well utilized. So true. Yeah. And yeah, so it's not as crowded of a inventory slot would be how we'd say it in advertising. And also it's a new ad product for LinkedIn. So they're probably prioritizing that, giving it some, some premium inventory there. So maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe that'll make my job a little harder for some of my clients. <laughs> but, um, I don't want you, I don't want people to think like you need all the creative to start whatever you got. Yep. You know, starting is going to get you the data that's going to help you make better optimizations. But it's more of like a, a warning that whenever you start really digital advertising on a social media platform, like you are going to need fresh creative. And that frequency metric in LinkedIn will, will tell you that when you need to do that. Are there any recommendations around how often you should switch up your creative based on frequency of views? Yeah, definitely depends. Different industries, different strategies will dictate different frequency thresholds. But as a general rule, I would say for me, if I was just launching an ABM program I, on LinkedIn, I'd be looking at five-ish. Like if I'm getting to five frequency, like I'm like, okay, Every person, my, the people in my list have, are seeing my ad five times. What you have to bump that up against your frequency metric is you have to bump that up against your demographic report and see the breakout of impressions for your target audience. So a lot of times I'll go into these accounts and they'll have a five frequency and they'll be rotating all this creative. But when I look in their company demographic report, 10 companies will be taking up 40% of their impressions and they've got 50,000 companies they're trying to talk to, right? 
So there's a bit of like you have to kind of work with the machine in this case to pull those companies out of your targeting, like put them in a new campaign or exclude them or whatever. That'll force the machine to like cycle through your list and make sure the impressions. Um, so monitor your your demographic report and see the weight of impressions across usually company in this case for, for ABM and then bounce that up against your frequency metric. And you can say, OK, you know, about this many impressions went to these many companies. And at this frequency, you can feel confident that they've they've seen this message. And based off that performance, you can either get more of that type of messaging in creative format or you can say, oh, isn't that great? Let's try let's try something else. Yeah. Specifically that part around actually looking at the demographic report and not just looking at view or the view frequency, huge. Cause I, I mean, I've seen it already. Yeah. It just like, like you said, 10 companies get 40% of the views. You're changing out the creative and some companies haven't even seen the ad in the first place. So super helpful. Um, yeah. Only other question is just, well, a couple other quick questions. Were there any unexpected kind of roadblocks or challenges that are going to come up as you try to implement a LinkedIn ad strategy for from an account-based perspective? Yes. Usually if you're if you're installing an ABM program, sales is involved, right? And I'm sure there's plenty of episodes or whatever about the sales involvement with marketing, right? Like this is the chicken and the egg thing. But you need to have a feedback loop, which is usually involves much more people. The more people that are involved, things get challenging, right? So the marketer, whoever's doing this thing, is going to be able to say, hey, this many impressions for these companies at these frequency rates for this message, they're going to have all this information. But all that information has got to get to sales, who is usually does not care what's going on in LinkedIn. They're caring about, they're hitting the phone, right? They're hitting the conferences, they're in the booths, they're worried about hot leads, they're trying to close business, right? Like they're on the front lines, they ain't worried about whatever nerd stuff you got going on in the back end of LinkedIn. So getting a hold of the sales folks who this should ultimately support and getting their feedback on, hey, is it helpful that these impressions have hit these companies? Getting that feedback loop is a long, arduous process. It's usually probably the hardest part of any ABM program, honestly, but no, no more so for here. And that way it helps, it'll help the marketers optimize the program better so that sales is walking into warmer leads or warmer conversations or their close rate or their pipeline velocity or like whatever you're trying to improve with ABM. Everybody's aligned on that. It'll also help out your, your CMO and your CRO and your CSO when they say, hey, I spent $50,000 on, on LinkedIn this year. Like what did I get for it? And it's like, well, if you didn't get a bunch of downloads, then you can help your C-suite out by saying, look, like we touched all the target accounts with this many impressions. And because you're just ultimately, especially in an ABM, it's usually a longer approach, a sales cycle. Like this isn't straight lead gen for affiliate marketing type stuff. This is, this is a longer sales cycle that you're dealing with. So those impressions are honestly just as valuable over the long haul as a white paper download or whatever, like neither one of those things is going to go close that six figure deal that you're hoping to use this program for. So you just, it'll help you be able to report on the investment you've made in ABM and then justify that, then ultimately improve business outcomes. That's the whole point of all this. Like the whole point is to make more money for the business. So like the people that are signing the 
deals over there. We need to talk to them to make sure that, you know, what we're doing is, is helping them out. It is literally the number one reason that ABM would fail is the lack of alignment between marketing and sales. So super helpful insight. Last couple of questions. As you've run the playbook previously, what have been some of the results you've been able to see? I mean, I'm running this playbook a lot right now and it really works well for those smaller size companies, service firms, tech companies. I've had a company run 15K of ad spend, close six deals. Their deal size is 200K per, so like 1.2 million. I mean, it's, it, of course, what I do is like, thank you. That's all digital marketing. Like, but in reality, right, they got sales folks and they got a, they got a lot going on, but you can make a, a big difference. Like, just think about it. If you're an SDR and you're going into, you're at a booth and somebody's like, hey, like I saw your, your LinkedIn ads or like, hey, I already saw your document. I read some of this. So they're coming in. Now you don't have to spend 30 minutes telling them who you are, what you do, what you, who you've worked with before, right? Like you can get into like, Hey, tell me about you. You can listen more to them and like be a bit more consultative in your approach. So I've seen big, big impacts quickly with companies that are doing other stuff right now, companies that are just go to market with an ABM function. I've seen maybe a one-to-one, like 50K in, we're getting 50K out. But over time, the like that's one thing I think people discount about the ABM approach is they see it as sort of like this bow and arrow that hits the target and you close the deal and they discount the branding impacts that you get from running these ads and in that sort of water cooler effect that'll help out over time too. Yeah, this is a... A can of worms that we can't dig into right now, but just the, yeah. I, I think that brand is actually the most important function in an ABM campaign because you're essentially doing a brand campaign towards your target accounts that then builds affinity. It makes it easier to close the deal because you've been targeted in the approach you take. So yeah, I actually couldn't agree more yeah. on that last point. We are right up on time. So I want to share one other thing that we were talking about, because I thought it was gonna be a roadblock account level engagement. So if you are trying to think through how do I solve for account level engagement, seriously, go DMTC. He was talking to me through how you can set up a view through conversion within a, a paid platform that gets you the account level engagement. It's not obviously the same level of perfect reporting as you might get from an ABM platform, but to actually be able to see view through as a conversion to track engagement is huge and helpful in building out your account scoring. So if you want more on that, go check out TC, give them a direct message. TC, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Scrappy ABM. We hope you all enjoyed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scrappy ABM. If you enjoyed this week's episode, go ahead and give us a follow so that you don't miss a single episode. We drop every single Monday so that you can start your week off right. And if you're looking for additional great content just like this, go check out scrappyabm.com. We're building a library of frameworks, guides, templates, processes, and tools so you have everything that you need to build a low-budget, high-impact Scrappy program. Again, thank you for listening to this episode of Scrappy ABM. This has been your host, Mason Cosby, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.